Hey, it's Zach Neal. How you guys doing? You're listening to me, motherfuckers. That's right. <laughs> it's the Misfits of Industry podcast, and today is Monday, January. I have no idea, but I know I missed last week, and I apologize for that. I had a crazy busy week, but anyway, I'm doing the Q&A today. Your questions, my answers, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the pressure of being an underdog and what that means and how it affects you if you are an underdog or if you're trying to rise in your business or in any profession what that means. I'll talk a little bit about that right now. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Monday, and I'm doing my Q&A. I apologize. I missed last week. I've had a really crazy week, and I skipped a week, and I've also I've been inundated with questions. I, I appreciate that so much. I've got about 40 to get to, but I'm not going to do that today. Today I'm going to do three because the third one is going to lead me into something I've been wanting to talk about, which is being an underdog and what that means. Uh, Being different, being in a minority, and I'm not talking about race specifically, a minority in any any circumstance. Um, Being the only person to not be a college graduate in your office, being the only person to be different in a situation and the kind of pressure that puts on you, but how you can utilize that to win big in your business, your career path, whatever it is that you're doing. But anyway, I'm going to get into the questions first. So the first question, which is an interesting question, comes from a a recent friend of mine, uh, BX Sweetheart off of Instagram, uh, writes to me and says that her friend is recently divorced. She has some kids and uh, she has fears of being a single mom. And she wanted to know what advice I could offer for her friend about facing her fears about being a single mom. And uh, I obviously, as a man, know nothing about being a single mom. (laughs) But I do know uh, some things on principle, and I do know some things that I 100% believe in. And and so this would be my advice uh, for your friend. First and foremost, don't be afraid. Women have been raising children on their own for thousands of years. As a matter of fact, this two-parent you know, raising children business is really a modern thing. It's really more of an American thing and a modern, you know, in the last century or century and a half uh, has become a thing. Before that, it was a much different dynamic for the first, you know, couple thousand years of civilization. It was a much different dynamic in a family. Women took care of children, reared children. Have you ever heard the term, it takes a village? That comes from very old wisdom, which is that people used to live in in village-style communities, and all of the women would gather together, and they would help each other out with their kids. The kids would have kind of their own little community of children would play, and the women would gather and make and bake and cook and sew and knit and take care of kids, and men were gone. Men were out fighting wars or hunting and gathering or taking care of, you know, what they had to take care of, and it was a very separate thing. Men did not interact that much with their children. They weren't child-rearing. They weren't... so. Nature, DNA, these things are programmed into us. You know, what women naturally have an ability with children. You know what to do. There's nothing to be afraid of. And, you know, rely on your friends and family, the people around you, just like that expression. It takes a village. Absolutely. Use your girlfriends, your friends, your family, your cousins, your sisters, your neighbors. Kids can grow up and thrive from single mothers. Look at Barack Obama. He's the product of a single mother became the president of the United States and a thriving businessman, a smart, well-adapted, rounded guy. He's one example of what a single mother can do. Single fathers can do it too. Absolutely. You know, this isn't limited by by, uh, sex, but 
It's absolutely nothing to be afraid of, in my opinion. So my advice would be cast that fear out. Know that you're going to kick ass. You have thousands of years of history and ancestors to prove to you that single moms rock. And uh, just be the best that you can be for them. Give them as much time and attention and love as you can and, and provide the best life that you can for them. You know, And they'll appreciate it. They'll know. As kids get older, they know that you're kicking ass for them. That's my advice. I'm not really big on family advice. This is more of a business blog, but uh, I figured I'd answer that because you asked. So on to the next one. The next question comes from Shannon. She is from Los Angeles, California, and Shannon writes to me that she has, uh, let me see here. Sorry, I'm driving, so I don't want to read and drive. I've got hands free here on my way to the airport to actually fly back to Los Angeles. Anyway, Shannon writes in that she has done all of the planning and processing to open her business. Everything is done. Now what? I'm not sure how to raise money. I've got my idea down on paper. I've got my websites built, my social media up. I know exactly what I want to do, and I have the skills to do it. How do I raise money now to get started? Would you recommend going to a bank? All right, well, let me, uh, let me address that. No, I absolutely would not under any circumstances go to a bank. I would never take a loan out for a business. When you do that, you're absolutely fucking yourself. If your business fails, you fail not only professionally but personally. You have to secure a loan against your own personal credit or your own personal assets. You're stepping out to do a business that you're not 100% sure is going to work, even with the best intentions, or could be working great until a fucking hurricane or a natural disaster or a fire put you out of business. You never want to bet your own personal resources or assets or any kind of personalized loans against a business. Always work with investor money you know, or some other form of capital that doesn't come from your personal nest. Leave your, your own personal nest alone and go outside for your financing. So um, my answer to that is really simple. You as a business owner or potential business owner, you are the number one salesman for your product. If you can't sell it, Shannon, then nobody's going to be able to sell it. So your first job as the salesperson, the saleswoman for your business is to go out and sell it to an investor. Investors don't have to be Fortune 500 guys or Wall Street guys. Investors could be your neighbor, a family member, anybody who's got a little bit of extra capital laying around. And you don't have to think of it in terms of one investor. You might need $100,000 or $200,000. You can raise that from 25 people, doesn't, or you can raise it from one person. There's no right or wrong way to do it. But your first challenge is if you have any hope of making it in business, you had better be able to sell what it is that you're doing or selling or your product. If you can't sell it to somebody to the point where they think it's a good enough idea to invest in, you're off to a bad start. Every time I open a business, every time I have an idea for a business, after I get the plotting and the planning together and I have a business plan and a formula and I know exactly what I'm going to do, the next thing I have to do is see if I can go sell it. And I have to go out and, and take meetings in rooms full of strangers most of the time or people that I've worked with in the past. But I have to go to them and pitch my idea. And I have to pitch it with the same enthusiasm that I have for it so that I can get them excited so that they want to invest their money in it. Because I'm investing my money into it. I'm always at least a little bit invested. And even if I'm not putting up tangible cash, I'm certainly putting up a ton of time and sweat equity, which is just as valuable, if not more valuable than money, right? Because you can always get more money, but you can't get more time. So if I'm invested and I'm excited, I had better be able to get my investors interested and invested and excited. That's the game. If you've got everything ready, you've got your websites, your social media, you've got a business plan, you know exactly what you're doing. 
you have the skill set to do it. You can prove by market analysis. You can prove by cross comparison that this works, meaning that you're going to open a hair salon and, you know, whatever town, I, I, I don't know what you're doing. You didn't mention it in your, your message, but let's just say it's a fucking hair salon and that's what you're going to open in this town. You better be able to cross compare to other hair salons that are similar to what you're doing in those markets and what kind of revenue or, or clientele they have or how many years they've been there. You're obviously not going to be able to get the revenue stream numbers accurately, but you can base it on, you know, how busy the business is, how long it's been there. You're an equal, you're, you're a certain amount of distance away from that business or you're offering a service that people really want that none of the other places in the area have. You have to focus on your key points, what it is that you do, have it all mapped out, then come up with a sales pitch and pitch it. Now, if you're not a salesperson, if that's just not your thing and you can't do it, that's okay. Hire somebody who can do it. You know, get somebody on your team who can do that. You can always find somebody, a pitch person. That's okay. Not everybody's great at pitching. So if you're not great at pitching, find someone to pitch. But what now? To answer your question, go out and sell it. Find investors. Do not take a loan. Do not take a line of credit. Go find investors. You can find them. If you're really, if you're this passionate that you got this far, you can go find the money that you need. Dig around. Run Craigslist ads. Whatever you need to do, protect your idea if you're going to go public with it. But Whatever you need to do to raise that money, go raise it. That's your first challenge. If you're, if you're going to have success in business, you should be able to sell your idea to somebody else. If it's worthy, people will want to invest in it, believe me. Good luck with everything. Stay in touch. Let me know how it works out. Sorry, guys. I had to take a pause there. I had to. Uh, was driving to the airport to get on a plane to fly from New York to L.A. Then uh, I didn't have internet on the plane, so I couldn't finish my podcast and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, the last question that I was going to answer for today, well, for yesterday and today now, uh, comes from a kid named Mark from Austin, Texas. And Mark uh, wrote to me, and and he wrote me actually three paragraphs. And so I'm not going to go through all of it. And some of it he asked to stay just between us and not be a part of the podcast. But I'm going to paraphrase basically what he was asking was – how did I address being an underdog? And so what he talks a little bit about is that he's in a, a serious, what he called a serious minority. Uh, he said that he is half African-American, half Latino, and gay <laughs> in Texas. So this is uh, one of those things where, you know, he said basically he's pursuing his dream and he's trying to get himself out there, but he feels like in more ways than one, he's a minority um, and an underdog. And so I wanted to address that because obviously I have no idea uh, what it's like to be, uh, you know, uh, a minority in race. I'm a white dude. Um, I guess I'm technically uh, part North African because my uh, <laughs> my uh, DNA test says that I'm uh, North African by way of Sicily. But anyway, um, I can't really speak to that. But I can speak to being a minority or an underdog in business. I can speak to that 100% because... As you may or may not know, if you've listened to you know the first podcast that I posted, I talk a lot about my background and my history. Uh, I'm a high school dropout. I'm not college educated. I don't have the same natural uh, sets of, of you know checks and balances and education and formal training and things that other people in business have. And I have gone up against Harvard graduates and Yale graduates and Ivy League school graduates and MBAs and fucking PhDs. I've gone up against all of these types of people, and I've, I've won 99% of the time uh, against them. When I say go up against, I mean bidding for a job or bidding for a contract or 
you know, even down to arguing in business, um, which is a, you know, a common part of business is you're going to negotiate and argue and you're going to try to win those negotiations and arguments. And so being an underdog to me is a serious, serious business. You know, it's, there's such pressure put on you automatically because if you feel that, if you feel like you're the minority in the room, if you feel like you're the, the underdog in the situation, you already have this extra pressure that you're feeling every moment because you're wondering, you know, am I going to get looked at properly because of my, you know, because of my situation? Are people going to, are people going to be prejudiced against me because I don't have the college degree in the room because I'm not the white dude, because I'm not whatever it is, because I'm gay instead of straight, because of whatever it is that you are that makes you feel like you're a minority, don't worry about that bullshit because that's exactly what it is. It's bullshit. These are the types of stereotypes and nonsense that we're crushing every fucking day and we're winning so fucking big and so many people are doing it from all walks and backgrounds and races and genders and this is fucking nonsense. People who think that way don't belong in our space. So that's the first thing you have to remember. People who think that way, they are the fucking minority. They just don't know it yet. That type of thinking and that type of ass backwards mentality is on its way out. And every time that guys like me and guys like you and other people win in business and win in life, we take one step closer to crushing that kind of shit. So my advice to you um, to answer your question, your, your kind of your broad question is fuck that noise. I came up in rooms in board meetings where I was outclassed by every single person in the room had a high level of education, came from rich families. I came from a poor family. I had no education. Uh, they came from big cities where they had access to all kinds of art and culture. I had to get my art and culture from magazines and the internet and movies because I didn't grow up in a huge you know, city or a, or a metro area. I grew up in the fucking middle of nowhere. So yes, I didn't have that chip on my shoulder or that extra weight of being, you know, something different as far as my skin color or as far as my sexual orientation or whatever. I didn't have that. So I can't really honestly speak to that. And I'm sure that that's a struggle in a lot of ways in this country, especially with uh, the commander and dickhead in office. But what I can say is that I understand the challenges of being different. I definitely understand the challenges of not being what would be considered the norm. So everything starts with mindset. Everything starts with mindset. The condition of your mind and the condition of your heart. If you want something and you believe that you can have it, then you can have it. Nobody can tell you that you can't have it. And there are you know, so many great stories throughout history of people rising above oppression, the greatest oppression, slavery and segregation, imprisonment, false imprisonment, Every odd stack of handicaps, debilitations that are unbelievable for us, dude, we're like fucking, <laughs> we got it made. We were born, you know, there's like something I talk about all the time is being like the one in a billion, you know, like your sperm hit that egg, you were created, you beat out a billion of your fucking compadres to get into that space and to become alive. You're already in it, man. You're already a fucking winner. The minute you were born, you took your first breath, you were a winner. And then to be a winner then to become a fucking champion because you're not debilitated. You're not missing arms and legs. You're not stuck in a wheelchair. You don't have the ability, you know, you're not missing the ability to speak or hear or talk or think. You're a healthy adult person with the world in front of you. There's not a fucking thing that you can't do. You can do anything you want. I don't care if you're fucking black, white, purple, green, gay, straight, other. It doesn't fucking matter. 
You can do anything you want. Your abilities are not limited by your shade. Your abilities are not limited by your orientation. Your abilities are not limited by your gender. The only time that your abilities can be limited is if you allow other people to limit them. And the key word is allow. If you allow some other motherfucker to limit you, that's your doing. Because people are going to say no. You got to get used to hearing that. Man, people said no to me nonstop. It was like the world's fucking job to say no to me for years. I'd have an idea that I thought was great. I'd approach somebody that I wanted to, you know, get to be interested in my idea. No, no. And it was always some bullshit reason. It wasn't because the idea wasn't great. It really always, it just boiled down to me. I was too young. I was too uneducated. I was too fucking different. You know, picture, picture a kid, 17 or 18 years old with bright electric blue hair or green hair and fucking piercings and tattoos you know, trying to walk into like a corporate office and pitch an idea or pitch a tour idea or more, back then it was all music for me, pitch a music idea or, or ask for the responsibility of being in charge of a rock venue where I wanted to book all the concerts or be the head guy. And nobody was taking me seriously. I'd go places and people would fucking spit at me and call me a freak because of the way I looked or because I dressed in all black and I still do for the most part, but I spent the majority of my life wearing black head to toe and looking like some kind of fucking creepy motherfucker. Nobody wanted to deal with me. So you got to get used to hearing no. No is like, fuck that. That doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means that one idiot said no. Okay, so move on to the next person until somebody says yes. You have to have a fucking will to succeed. Nothing can limit your abilities except for you allowing others to limit your abilities. If one person says no, the next person might say yes. And if they don't, if you have to go through 100,000 fucking people to get your yes, if you're persistent and you've got the skill set, you'll get your yes. So don't, don't listen to that noise, man. Being an underdog, man, I love that shit. That's what I fucking live for. I love being an underdog. Do you know how fucking good it feels knowing that you went into a room with a bunch of people who by society's norms and standards have you outclassed in every category and then you fuck them up and win? That's like the greatest. It's, not, it's just such a great feeling because it's not that you just won it's that you beat out all the odds to win. And that's a confidence booster. Now I'll walk into any room with anybody and feel 100% confident that I can accomplish what I went into that room to do, no matter what it is. And I don't give a fuck who my competition is. You could put me in a, a room with the biggest and the best, and I will never feel underclassed ever again. Because I know who I am. I know myself. So if, identify who you are, the condition of your mind, the condition of your heart. Know what you have. Believe in yourself. Believe what you have to offer. Take the thought of skin tone, orientation, education, preference. Take all of that shit out of your mind. Don't even think about it. None of those things have anything to do with who you are at your core. We're all, we're all made of something more than skin and bone and ideas, right? So who you are at your core, own that shit. Forget all the other stuff. Walk into those rooms confident. Know your shit be a fucking brawler, be fearless and fierce. And I promise you, you're going to be all right, man. Thanks. That's it for this week. I'll be back uh, later in the week. I'm in California. I'm going to be doing a little casting from the other side of the country. Thanks guys.